I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hello. Oh, welcome back, my sweet creative friend. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Coco. I am so happy that you are taking the time to nourish your creative self. That's what I hope this podcast is for you. And it surely, surely is for me. It feels so incredible to have this outlet to kind of unpack all the things that come up as I am on this journey of aligning with my most creative self. And sometimes that means technically creative things, you know, that I'm learning and working through. Sometimes that means dealing with perfectionism. And then sometimes the work that I'm doing on a grander scale to be my best self and my most aligned self is the hardest work. And I wanted to share a bit of it with you because the more at peace I am overall, the more I can tap into my creativity and inspiration more and more easily. So when I was brainstorming for this episode, I kind of let the weeks happen. And then it's a beautiful looking back to see what I can kind of pull out from all of my experiences and see what lessons there are to learn. And so as I was brainstorming for this episode, I came up with a few topics. And frankly, one of them is something that I've been wanting to talk to you guys about for a little while now. And I really would love to shed some light and hear some feedback on this stuff. I have a feeling you guys can resonate with it. And it's body stuff. It's body image stuff. I recently, I've been having conversations with my therapist on a weekly basis now for since, I don't know, January or February. And we've transitioned from talking about the acute stuff in my life that's troublesome and challenging, like mental health stuff with my mom and, you know, shifting family dynamics with their divorce and all sorts of stuff to now we're in this really beautiful time of health and abundance when it comes to our relationship and their relationship. And now, now, you guys, now is when the deep work starts to happen. When things aren't happening at the surface, we can go deeper and we can start uncovering the things that, you know, that that I really want to shift out of. And this has been something on my mind for years now, but as pervasive as body image stuff is, it's taken a long time to kind of really come to the surface. I've had a few therapists. I've never talked to my therapists about my body image stuff. And as soon as I acknowledged that, 
a couple weeks ago, I realized that, well, the reason why I haven't talked about it is there has to be shame there. And of course there is, right? So as I started unpacking this with my therapist, or even just just sharing it with him that I want to start working towards having better thoughts and being kinder to myself and moving towards neutral, right? I don't believe that I have to love and adore my body, but I'd rather just kind of feel neutral about it. I would like to feel that the work that I do in moving it and nourishing it and resting it is is the input that I get for the output and the output needs to be enough, right? It needs to be, it needs to be enough for me because I am taking good care of it. And lately in this season of, I don't know, in the last couple months, I have transitioned from being super physically active where I was running a ton and doing tons of cardio. And now I've kind of transitioned into more of a slower pace as the season is, you know, the fall is starting to creep in. I do more hiking and more yoga and riding my bike and resting. I've been really allowing myself to rest. And from that place has emerged kind of like a fuller version of me. I've gained a couple pounds. And And in that, I feel like I have started to wrestle with that feeling of like, okay, what's the plan to get rid of this? I wish the programming and the message that I got from day one about my body is that my body is going to change and not just like develop, but change and flex and grow and be what it needs to be. And it's okay that it changes. I feel like I've, I got to a place with my expectation of my body that you just hold on tight and you don't want it to change at all. And you've got to change everything around it, all the inputs to keep it in that one place. And that feels so foolish to me because my body is smart and she knows what she's doing. So. Recently, as I've put on a few pounds, I'm trying to soften into it and see it as an opportunity to learn and to be okay with it and to see the lesson inside of it instead of immediately seeing the the thing I have to fix. There's nothing to fix here, right? A couple pounds is not going to change anything. And I'm hopeful that embracing it. My dog is making noise. I'm hopeful that embracing it and seeing that there's nothing to change here other than how I feel in in reaction to this physical change in me. That's the work that needs to be done. And that's the work that I, I feel a new commitment to do because I don't want to be caught in this place of just stickiness, always concerned about the wrong things, worrying about, you know, wrinkles and how I look and all this, like that stuff, as I really fall deeper in love with myself and in love with my creativity and in love with my ability to create and bring joy into this world and lead, 
all this other stuff feels like it's melting away. Like worrying about wrinkles. That feels like programming that I don't want to carry. We're, like having having an opinion on getting older as being a bad thing. And it's just like, I'm choosing to love getting older because frankly, I love who I am right now. And she's the better version of me than I was last year and five years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. And I would never go backwards because I've learned so much in getting to this point that why, why are we shaming each other that we're getting old? Because everybody I can see are the better, the best versions of themselves at this moment in time. And why do we have to stay skinny and young and wrinkle free? And why aren't we allowed to evolve? And so on this journey of like evolving into this highly, wildly creative person, which I didn't go to art school, you know, like I feel like I didn't, this has been an active choice for me to turn this on. That's in, that's, you know, it's been inside of me. I, I believe it's inside of all of us, but actively finding the things that delight me and, and inspire me, that has been such a gift that I've given myself. And in doing that makes me wonder like, why am I putting effort into these, these other things? Why do I care so much? You know, is getting dressed about looking the skinniest or is it about designing the outfit to make me feel awesome and to play with the colors and to play with the patterns and to put something together that I haven't before, right? Like those two modes of getting ready are completely, are serving completely different parts of me. And frankly, it's that ego that's holding me back creatively that is being indulged in other places that I also want to let it go, you know? So just bringing this up to my therapist, oh my gosh, it gave me such, I felt like I could just breathe. Like I wasn't carrying that secret anymore. And I've never had a quote unquote eating disorder, but I've definitely had disordered thinking around food forever. You know, I grew up in a time where like Cosmo magazine was like super cool and, you know, how to make your guy feel good. Like you have to be this certain way to serve him and you've got to look this certain way and diet pills and diet shakes and diet, 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 right? I'm 37 years old. No, no, no. I'm 38 years old. You know, the nineties were a tough time for body image. I think it's always been a tough time. It's still a tough time, but I'm choosing to rewrite that for myself. I'm choosing to decide what I deem important you know, I see these women on social media being all about smashing the patriarchy, right? And like redesigning our world with women in it. And then they're worried about wrinkles. And it's like, you know, that comes from the same bullshit place, right? What if 
we all stopped caring about what we looked like. What if we didn't wear so much makeup? What if we chose not to pour into that part of us? What if we just decided to not? To not? What if we saw getting older as like the best thing because we're evolving? What if we lived intentional lives of deciding to better ourselves when it comes to our creativity and the things that delight us? What if we allowed ourselves to delight in those things? What if? This past weekend, my parents had the kids. We brought them down to Rhode Island and then came back home, which felt really incredible when you think about it because we've, we started our life in Rhode Island. We're both from Rhode Island. We lived in Hawaii and then Rhode Island and then, and that's where we had children. And then we moved to Pennsylvania and now we're here in Maine. And it felt so good because knowing that we had a weekend to ourselves coming up, I was kind of like looking around for hotel rooms and what do we want to do? And it's all, you know, it was only a couple days. So it was like, what, what can we squeeze out of it? And we decided to just come home and we decided to just be slow together and enjoy our weekend and It was so incredible because my husband got a chainsaw mill a few months ago and he finally had the time to put it together, mill up some wood, which is like a big deal to him. And it was so cool to watch him take just hours and hours, like a whole day to just do something that he's been wanting to do. And that's the thing, like it doesn't have to be something artistic when you're delighting your creative self putting that chainsaw mill together and milling up a piece of a a tree that he cut down himself. He was so delighted. He was so happy. I could see it. He was just fulfilled. And he didn't really have a plan for the piece of wood that he created, but he was just like so stoked he made this piece of wood. And it felt like infinite potential in his hands. And that, that is such a an amazing feeling. I love that feeling. I love that feeling. And I'm so happy he had it. And while he did that, I repotted all the plants in the house and cut back everything outside for the fall. And that's something I've never been into. I've never been into gardening. I've never been into house plants. I really like interior design. I love creating a space and then being done with it. I think that's, that's like the metaphor for my, the way I, the kind of creative I am in general is I kind of like to do something once and like slide it off my table and never look back. And so in this season, now that I'm learning that about myself, I'm trying to be a little bit more open to recreating things or evolving things or making more of things and selling them, you know, and putting them out there for you guys to, to enjoy because my work deserves it. 
So that is my challenge coming up, and you'll hear me more on that, I'm sure. But right now, I am just enjoying the creative process of designing this program and writing this program, The Audacity to Shine. And it is an unbelievable challenge and edge that I am just thrilled to be dancing on. So on Saturday night, we decided there was this restaurant that I noticed a few towns over. And now we live in the woods and there's just not a lot of stuff. And we're very, very grateful for the few things that are around. Like we have a great pizza place. We have a great bakery kind of market. And we have a couple restaurants. That's a bit of a drive, but always felt like we've got what we need here. And there was this one restaurant that I was like, we've got to go there. And I knew it wasn't a kid appropriate place. And so I've been kind of just waiting. We don't have a lot of support up here. And I've just been waiting for the right time. On Saturday night, we got dressed up for each other. And we went out and there was a bar next door. And we were able to just get dressed up for each other. And as I was leaving the house, I was wearing this red, like, trench coat that I had that I pulled out of the back of my closet. And I love, but I rarely wear it, right? And I stuck my hand in the pocket and I found a plane ticket from two and a half years ago to California from Philly. We were living in Philly at the time to Kathy Heller's Dreamtopia three-day workshop that plane ticket, that decision changed my life. Like now that I can look backwards, I can see that that was one of those moments. It changed something in me. The people I met, the permission slip it gave me to stand up and claim that I was a hand lettering artist. That was the first time that I really was like, well, I'm in a room full of strangers. There's probably 300 people here. And I don't think anybody can do what I do. And that made me feel so empowered. I met my dear friend, Emma Isaacs, who is going to be on the podcast this season. She is a delight, a fellow creative. And her and I both got the bug for podcasting there at that place. Like Kathy put it into our brains on that weekend, two and a half years ago, that we should have a podcast. Like it, we both had the inspiration. Me and Emma had the inspiration that weekend and we were staying together. We met each other at the airport. We both had won tickets to this and it just created this trajectory change and I'll never forget it. And as I was holding that ticket in my hand this weekend, it just allowed me like there's enough time between now and then that I can turn around and look back and be like, wow, I really have come far. I have taught myself so many things. I have reached and stretched for so many things. And now I'm here on my own podcast in season two with a fair amount of confidence and knowledge under my belt. And I get to have this time with you and share this journey. And it just, gosh, it felt so incredible. I felt so proud. 
I felt so proud of myself. And I hope that this episode can encourage you to pause and look back and see what what have you done over the last two years? What have you learned? Have you learned a new skill? Have you learned what's important to you? Have you learned to slow down and rest? Have you learned to start filling your cup up? Have you learned? It doesn't have to be a skill. It's cool when you walk towards something like tangible like that, where you can get better and better and better. But it is equally as important to be able to learn something about yourself. And that feels like something that is just totally been turned on in me in the last 10 years is I want to get to know myself better. I want to keep getting to know myself better. I want to keep being curious about the things that interest me and then allow myself to get into those things and then allow myself to do with with it what it will be, right? Like, it's okay to let things cool too. That's something that I struggle with. For a long time, I struggled with getting into things and then falling out of step with them. My husband's the same way, and I have a feeling a lot of you are too. It's okay to have big inspiration and then cool and then maybe revisit it a while later or maybe not at all. That's okay too. I like to focus on the feel good, the feeling good, that when you're filled with inspiration, that's incredible. And when you're not, who cares? That's not, it's not a bad thing. And I used to carry that around a lot. But who cares? Did you find joy from it? Did you learn something? Did you try something new? Did you go outside your comfort zone? Perfect. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So that plane ticket in my pocket reminded me the things I've been reaching for and that I've actually grabbed onto. It's, it's the pride that kind of washed over me. I can, I can visualize that I was walking out of the house and my husband was waiting in the car and I just put my hand in my pocket and you know, the paper plane tickets, not the thick cardstock ones, but the like really thin ones. I could tell that like, what was this piece of paper in my pocket? It kind of felt like a receipt and I pulled it out and I was like, oh my gosh, all those feelings came back. The feeling of freedom, leaving my family for four days. You know, this was two and a half years ago. So I had a two and a half year old and or a two year old and a four year old. And to leave for that amount of time, to spend money, to go across the country, to do something for myself, for this bigger vision of myself that was not yet here. It was hard to point to what I was doing other than I was just trying to get this out of me with this inspiration, this passion, this, this potential. I was just so desperately trying to like figure out what would crack me open. And just saying yes to it was this incredible, incredible feeling. I remember meeting Emma and just having an immediate connection with somebody. I mean, that is special enough. Like if nothing else came from that weekend, other than meeting another soul 
that aligns with me and that I feel connected to. And I will forever have her in my heart. That's enough for me. That connection. That connection has has brought me so much inspiration. And that's what this second season is all about, is connection and how connection intermingles and lives and intersects with creativity. I mean, Emma and I have had countless conversations about our work, about ourselves, about our personal development. And if Dreamtopia was just to meet her, it was a success. But beyond that, I learned that I need to do this work. I learned that I was no different than those women that were sitting up on the stage and those men. I mean, it was Sahara Rose. It was who else was there? It was Jeff Goings. It was Amy Tangerine. Who else? It was Heidi Stevens. And that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about the internet is those people might mean nothing to you, but for me, they've turned into these mentors. And for me, I got to see them doing their thing and see how much they've grown in two and a half years and how much I've grown in two and a half years. And I just want to keep growing. I've said it for years now. The goal is to grow. That is my goal. Grow in skills or grow in empathy or grow in heart or grow grow in in ease and grow in joy. Ease and joy and ease and joy. That's what I want. And that's what I've got. Okay, one last thing. Are you on my email list? Because today is day 12 of Sparktober and I'm getting such awesome feedback from you guys. And I've been enjoying doing the prompts too. And frankly, I, I am loving loading them up in my calendar or in my flow desk and sending them out to you and just creating content for you that's going to inspire you. You know, every day, these prompts do not take any extra money. They're for they're doing things that are easily accessible to you. And, you know, it might not work on that day, but I hope that maybe you'll go back and you'll you'll have this like little file of things that are kind of outside the creative box that you can pull from and remember and re-engage your creative self. Um, one of them, one of the prompts this last week was write a haiku. And when I was talking with my friend Alicia and brainstorming ideas for this challenge, she was like, I don't know if people will do a haiku. And I said, okay, that's great. It doesn't need to be for anybody. It can just be for fun to kind of stretch your brain in that direction, right? Like the point is, is to stretch our brains in directions that we don't normally take them. So I'm not sitting around making poems every day. But when I do, every once in a while, it feels like a good deep stretch. And so I was able to to use it as a prompt for one day, and I got such great feedback. And some of you took inspiration from other people plus the haiku inspiration and created such such beautiful beautiful things especially you Lindsay that was really lovely and I'm so grateful that this stuff is landing really truly and I'm really excited for the audacity to shine my 12-week creative program because it's just this but more 
its connection, its deep engagement, its weekly Zoom calls to hold space because frankly, this platform I am growing, it's all about your creative self, right? You get that now. We all have a creative self. But for me, it's not just about being artistic. It's about pouring into myself to unlock my creativity. So that looks like talking about my body one day and talking about stretching and sharpening skills another day. It is all of it. It's resting. It's playing. This morning, I got up nice and early and my seven-year-old was up and we have a rule that during, on a school day, there's no TV during the mornings. And so he asked me to play Lego and I looked at the clock and my immediate reaction was just like, no, I've got to make lunches and breakfast and get you guys all squared away. But I looked at the clock and I was like, oh man, I've got like an extra 45 minutes right now. And so I went and I sat and I played with him and I didn't make anything prolific, but just the being there with him, just the sitting and being with him, I think really, really that's what it was. It was the connection between us and doing those things and taking the time. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So take the time this week to nurture and nourish your creative self. Just being here, bravo, you've done it. Take it further, go do something, go for a walk, go find something that delights you. Take good care of yourself and remember, you are worthy, you are enough, and you are welcome here just the way you are. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I love you and I'll talk to you soon.